Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, it certainly is powered by Media Stable and the feature at Media Stable is Lana Hill. <laughs> Hello, Nick Hayes. Hello, Lana Hill. Have you ever been called a feature before? No, I haven't. It was an unusual choice of word, but that's fine. It's I'm going to roll with it. the first thing that popped up in my head. It's what popped up. <laughs> I forgive you. Yeah, but you do. You are quite the feature here. You you do do a lot of hard work behind the scenes at Media ah, Stable. And, thanks. Uh, it's great. and let's face it, this is your podcast. <laughs> All right, then. The Experts Podcast <laughs> is your podcast. Now, but it, I tell you what, it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't have experts on it. That's right. We've got a great one here. Her name is Kim Sealing-Smith, KSS, as I like to refer <laughs> to her as. And uh, this young lady is going everywhere. I've, she is. I'm seeing her on TV. I'm seeing her in print. I'm hearing her on radio. Welcome, Kim. Hello, Nick. Hello, Lana. How are you both? Oh, you know, going along all right, going along all right. So, uh, Kim, you know what? Sometimes I get confused as to what your expertise is because you are a jack of all trades. You get yourself involved in just about everything in media. And I always rem- I won't forget, only just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about leadership. And you just said, Nick, I can talk about leadership as well. <laughs> Indeed. Anything workplace related, that's my niche. Anything workplace related. So we help uh, build and retain the workforce that you need to handle any disruption that comes your way. And baby, will there be many disruptions over the next decade? <laughs> Hasn't it been a bit of a time? The COVID-19 times has sort of been a a moment there where we've had to look at the way that we've been doing things. Um, Everyone has been thrown a a very different life in front of them. Is this the busiest period and time that you've experienced? Well, interestingly enough, it's it's, um, busy personally for me from a, a commentary standpoint because obviously you know, there are a number of things happening in the workplace. This has been the world's largest work from home experiment in history. And we have proven that we can do it. I've also been reaching out to my clients just to provide support and and to find out how I can help. And like so many of us uh, thought leaders and experts, we've been really given the opportunity kind of to hit the reset button and look at our own businesses and figure out where we want to go. So for me, it's been just a tremendous blessing. But yes, no rest for the wicked. I am uh, very, very busy. It is, a, it's, it's, it is a busy period, but is it also good, I mean, for business-wise? I mean, are, we, are you finding that your thinking and, and, and what you're doing to help and support businesses get through this period and what it looks like in, in a couple of months' time, are, are, you, are you busy working that? Because I know that in the media you're yeah. talking about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what's really interesting is I, I'm finding that We've Well, I personally have been preparing for this for a very long time, not necessarily a global pandemic. But when I started this business in 2009, I started to think about how I can really serve clients. 
Um, you know, I, I came out of 15 years as a recruitment specialist. And in that 15 years, I interviewed 5,000 people. I discovered 5,000 reasons why people were leaving their jobs. And <laughs> having been in many jobs that I, I didn't love as an accountant and a job that I absolutely adored as a, as a recruiter, I really wanted to take that knowledge and reverse engineer it and help organizations do what they needed to do to help their people thrive and to help their organizations thrive. And when doing the research, because I'm very, very high in fact finding, I like to do a lot of research. And in doing the research, what I discovered was there is this thing called the future of work. Now, they weren't calling it the future of work at the time. Um, but I was reading a lot about what this decade, what the decade that we have just entered into would look like, 2020 to 2030, and the changes that technology are going to bring, the changes that globalization, of course, now we're in a heavily localized environment, but the changes that that's going to bring and the changes that the um, the, the uh, different expectations of a more empowered workforce bring. And I became obsessed with this topic. And so I, I started developing a whole suite of IP around that. Now, like I said, I didn't call it the future of work until about two years ago. But the concepts that I've been teaching, the concepts that I've been helping my clients really embed into their organizations to prepare for this time are no different. The clients that I've been working with, I hope, are a little bit ahead of the curve because they have embraced some of these things that companies have been forced to embrace uh, over the last two months. So uh, what I'm teaching isn't different. How I'm teaching it might be a little bit different because I'm, <laughs> I'm doing a lot more. <laughs> How many Zoom virtually. calls do you do these days, Kim? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That is my life. And my partner, who, who also works from home but doesn't do a lot of Zoom calls, he got on a Zoom call the other day and he looks at me and he says, is this really your life? And I said, yep, all day, every day. <laughs> well, you've covered off quite a few things there, Kim. And I, I want to – there's a two things I want to do. One, future of work. What a great uh, visionary piece to be coming up with and what a topic and discussion to be talking about right now. We'll come into that in a little minute. But what you mentioned a little bit earlier is that your love for research, your love for analyzing yeah. what is going on. And I think media loves that too. Media loves a good report. They love a good statistic. Yeah. They love a good number. But you know what they love even more, Lana? Tell they, me. They, they, <laughs> you already know this. You're just, just going along with the flow. I love that. What they do love is someone that can analyze it and break it down for us yeah. little people. And translate it. That's right. And, yeah what, yeah, what does that mean for me? That's the question that yeah. media commentators need to be able to answer. What what does it mean for the average person? Um, Kim, yeah. I'd love to ask you a question around what, your thoughts around working from home. You mentioned, you know, your partner had a laugh at, at getting on a Zoom <laughs> call the other day. I'm going to put my hand up and say working from home, whilst it's certainly got its uh, its positives, it's not for me. I oh. prefer being in the office around people. But obviously, Kim, we've seen a huge, you know, it's the biggest experiment, as you said, in, in recent memory. Uh, what's your opinion on how it's all going to be impacting business and productivity and work-life balance, all those things? Well, there are two schools of thought. And, um, you know, one school is that it is the way of the future. And I honestly think that it will be the way of the future. But the other is, look, you know, one of the things that we've really recognized through this lockdown period is the value of human connection. Mm. And so both things are true. And what I think that we'll see play out over the next 
probably two years is the tension between the two. Now, there are a number of different companies. I mean, we've seen the most famous ones, Twitter, um, Shopify. They have both said that employees never have to come into the office again if they don't want to. There's an Australian manufacturing company that I cannot name publicly <laughs> yet um, because I'm I'm under a non-disclosure uh, because they haven't actually announced their plans. They've surveyed their, their staff. 72%, if I have that number correctly, 72% of their staff said, yes, they want the ability to work flexibly. So they're going to be coming out with a um, with an announcement saying that from now on, all 350 of the staff that can or that, that are um, don't work on site, don't work in the manufacturing plant, actually have office jobs, they're going to have a work from anywhere policy. So we're going to see a number of companies really embrace this. And we have started to see some productivity stats around this. I was just on yet another Zoom call today uh, where uh, somebody reported having a 10%, measuring a 10% increase in productivity. And I'm starting to see a number of different studies talking about the increase in productivity, having people work from home. On the other side of the equation, we are really missing that human connection. Yeah. And there, there are people like the two of you. So my, my partner and I could be very happy working from, I'm lucky enough because I have my own office and I don't have to interact with people. So I've not skipped a beat. And quite frankly, had he and I had to work from home, both of us, we might have killed each other. So it's a good thing that <laughs> <laughs> I have my office. But, you know, we're very, very happy with this new environment. And, you know, but I talk to, to people like you and you really want to get back into into the office. So <laughs> I think the key is going to be having the option to do it. Yeah. And I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a hybrid model. I, you know, somebody somebody talked about a study that um, they did on I'm going to get these details wrong. I know it, but I think it was a high-rise building in the Sydney CBD that if everybody chose to go back to work on that same day and follow physical distancing protocols, it would take five and a half hours to get everybody up the lift system. <laughs> that sounds like Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, yes, says the Perth people, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I used to live in Sydney, Kim. I know exactly what it's like. <laughs> but, 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 even, but even going to a shopping centre and, you know, if you have to use a lift, they're suggesting that there's only two people in the lift. That was when oh, you used to be sardines. There would be, you know, oh, 65 know. people in the, the lift going yeah. up and you'd yeah. know what the other person next to you had had for breakfast <laughs> or had for dinner last night. <laughs> the world has changed. Exactly. So I think that there's going to be a hybrid model. And I think that one of the most fascinating things about the time that we're living through is, um, you know, I've created a model that takes businesses from disruption to recovery. And on that model, of course, is the new normal trend line. But the way that I've drawn that trend line, it's not it's not a trend line. It goes and swings and roundabouts. So there are there are things that we're going to be grappling with, like uh, working from home for months, if not years. And we won't know where it settles for a very long time. And that's really a challenge for businesses oh, to be able to predict those trends. It's a certainly is. And that's why we need people like you, Kim. We need people exactly. like you interpreting <laughs> this. But I think that there's never been a better time for what you do and what you're talking about right now, particularly for media and obviously for businesses that um, – 
going to need a bit of a, a hate oh, look, look me come out with this, a roadmap, a, a blueprint out of this. Oh, God, aren't we sick of those All words? All the jargon. But this is, this is your critical time. Kim, what are you enjoying the most? Is it, is it the radio? Is it the television? Is it the print? Oh. What do you get oh. the most? You know me. I enjoy it all. Uh, I really do. <laughs> what did you call me the other day, Immediate Tart? Oh, um, <laughs> don't. They're private it's conversations. It's on the podcast they're now. private conversations, Kim. You no, know, I, I really. I, <laughs> and just for the record, everybody, I called her that with affection. Multi-talented. In the, in the most loving way. Yes. <laughs> No, I really do. I really enjoy it all. I, I love being on TV. I love doing the radio interviews. Doing some print pieces really stretches me in terms of, um, you know, getting my thoughts down into a cohesive framework. So that's a bit of a mental challenge. Um, they're all challenging in, in different ways. Uh, radio radio hosts you can have a bit of fun with because they're a little bit, you know, the, the interviews tend to be a little bit longer. Television, you've got to be on your game. So I love a good challenge, and I, I really love the individual challenges of all types of media. You're a member of the Professional Speakers Australia. You're, that's where we first um, met. And yes. obviously for all our, the speaking fraternity out there that'll be listening in, it's, it's, it's obviously been devastating for them and their industry, the fact that you can't talk in front of a, a live audience. Um, what does that, though, that media profile that you have and that you're building further, I mean, when we do come out of this, the, the new look of business, what's that going to mean for your speaking business? Because I dare say that was a big part of what you were doing before all of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, well, obviously it will only enhance because being in the media gives you the opportunity for greater exposure. And uh, I have certainly been able to leverage my media appearances. It gives me credibility on some of the points that I'm trying to, to bring home to the clients that I'm working with and to my speaking audiences. So, you know, clearly the, the greater exposure, especially from very credible media outlets, um, uh, enhances that. It, it also really gives me the opportunity to, um, to test some ideas, which I think is very, very useful. Uh, putting ideas out on the media and then putting them down uh, out on my social media, I get immediate feedback um, mm. from, from people who are listening to that. And I think that that can be really helpful. Um, you know, and, and sometimes, especially if you're if you're doing a live TV or live radio interview, you're you're asked a question and you find yourself answering. And I know from my standpoint, I have to kind of check in with myself going, hmm, this is the first time I've ever said this. Do I actually believe it? And so it's 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 really it's a very good vehicle to um, to really test the robustness of your thought process and to get immediate feedback on that. Love that. Especially with some radio hosts because they, they don't hesitate to challenge you, which I absolutely love. Well, well, that, well that is the, the challenge with radio because it can go anywhere and particularly also if you're taking talk back, it's not a scripted piece. It can go anywhere. Right. What I do love about what you do though, Kim, is um, the promotion before and after a, a, mm. a media engagement and you you do it probably, you're up there in my sort of top 10% of people that really know how to not just get a run with the actual media engagement but the build up to it and the post yeah. media engagement. Now, Lana, mm. this is one yeah. of the most important things, isn't it? Because it's not about just doing that media engagement. It's also to the pre and post uh, media. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and I agree, Nick. I think, Kim, I follow you on, on LinkedIn and there's a couple of, of people 
media stable people actually that that really stand out in generating that momentum you're getting more eyes you and and you're creating discussion around your message before you've even done the tv piece or the radio piece um kim is that something that you've increased in in sort of you know activity i guess since you've been doing media or has that pre and post that repetition of your message always been something you've done I think it's always been something that I've done and I'm not sure that I'm not sure if that's something that I just did organically or if that's something that I learned during my first kind of bout with the media, which was in New Zealand. I, I moved here from New Zealand, which I'm sure you can tell by my Kiwi accent. Um, <laughs> you guys just just for clarity here, what what accent is that? Where yeah. is uh, the accent's from Wisconsin. So oh, many, Wisconsin. Yes. And you can tell that people who know uh, American accents, as soon as I say Wisconsin, they say, oh, yeah, you're from Wisconsin, because it's Wisconsin, not Wisconsin or Wisconsin. Um, but anyway, that's a little, <laughs> little lesson in how to pronounce my home state. Um, but uh, And we won't even get into my hometown, which is Oconomowoc. So I, I challenge oh, wow. you guys. To, Oconomowoc. Yeah, Oconomowoc. 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 And, and here's our claim to fame. We hosted the world premiere of The Wizard of Oz in 1939. Uh, or, wow. No, 38. That is a cool. Like that. 39. So that wasn't Kansas. <laughs> are you, t- <laughs> no, are you that telling me that Kansas. wasn't Kansas? We're not in Kansas yeah. anymore, Toto. Sheep is obviously we aren't. Hey. Jeez. No, I'm not. I'm not well, geez, sure you've just, why. You've just dropped that myth out completely. <laughs> we we you just love destroyed it. my that's, childhood. That's actually that's actually uh, when I do um, uh, keynote speaking. That's how I explain the accent to Australian audiences. I, I uh, you know, I, I give them a funny, funny name, and then I, I connect it with something that they Bit all of know. Trivia, so, love but, it. But, that's uh, just, yes, that's where the accent's from. Mm, yes, yes. Uh, but no, when I was. I, I did a lot of media in New Zealand as well, and I was at that point in time um, working with a traditional PR firm, and they, they taught me well. One of the reasons, and I've told you both this before, one of the reasons that I love working with Media Stable is the value that you guys add. I've worked with, now she was a great PR person, but obviously she only works in New Zealand, so she wasn't available when I moved to Australia. But I've worked with other other traditional PRs here and in the States. And, um, you know, quite frankly, I've, I've not been uh, overly satisfied with the results. And, and as soon as I met you what in convention, PSA convention 2019, I think it was just a year yep. ago, a little yep. over a year ago. Um, I just, you know, the value proposition that you gave, I thought, now this is something worthwhile checking out. And, you know, for, for um, breakfast morning show appearances, and I don't know how many radio and, and print interviews later, I, I certainly, yeah, my, my initial suspicion was proved right. So there you go. <laughs> well, we love it when you've got initial... <laughs> <laughs> when you're thinking positively and it comes out positive. And look, it's, it, but it, to your credit though, Kim, you are a content engine, a mm. content machine. <laughs> um, so you're not just a media tart. Shush. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe you said that on this podcast. <laughs> I can't believe you said it a second time. Uh, well, look, but we, we, we do joke around with that term because it's something that you've got to want to be. You do. If, if you're not, I, I, it, it's very difficult for media to to be able to work with you. And, yeah. but as a content engine, I mean, I've never, you know, you particularly right now, obviously it's a very good time for you to be up and about, 
But even during pre-COVID times, you generate content regularly. You're putting all the, yeah. you do, you, you you tick all the boxes in what is required from a from a from a good quality expert. And that's what it does, isn't it, Lana? Is that you've got to be consistent. You've got to deliver content, and not just content regularly. It's got to be high quality content. And that's that's they're the best experts that that get the most out of the media. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what Kim does really well, she referenced her love of research and and stats earlier. And I think that, as you said, Nick, is something that the media values really highly, but it's it's taking that and applying it to the everyday human. But I think, yeah, as, as Nick mentioned, Kim, you know, at the moment, there's just so much talk. All of us are talking about, you know, what is what does it look like and, and, and how are we experiencing it in a unique way? Yeah. You know, there are, there are three things, and I think that this did come from my original media training. There are three things that I, I want to um, accomplish with the content, and you, you hit one of them, being able to translate, kind of, you know, translate the world, at least my niche of the world, into something that is directly applicable for the everyday person. But the other thing, and, and I didn't actually recognize that I did this, but one of the mentors that I worked with on my business, a business coach, a few years back said, you are really good at triangulating different ideas. So I read a lot. And I can I can assimilate different ideas and sort of apply it to. And again, I I play in my lane. My lane is fairly wide, but I I stay in that lane of of anything around the the workplace or the workforce, other than compliance issues. Don't ask me about IR, industrial relations. I know nothing. I want to know nothing. But everything else <laughs> too difficult. Leave it alone, Kim. Leave that subject exactly. alone. <laughs> but every everything else, you know, I I really. Um, I can triangulate ideas and translate into it. But the other thing that I really pride myself in, in doing, and this definitely came from my initial media training, is is to come up with a unique angle. And sometimes my angles are, are more unique than others. But I really try and look for that angle that not everybody has seen or has thought about certainly and sometimes that angle goes against um, conventional wisdom and sometimes it's just a little bit a, a little bit left of center or right of center than conventional wisdom so but that's that those are sort of my three principles in, in creating the content that I create. I love that. I love that. And you know what? And Kim, this is this is my little pat on the back for you because I, I, I personally think that the way you go about it, there is a lot of resilience and also to you 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 take a lot of it on the chin as far as if content doesn't necessarily get up. Now, I, I, I premise this story with the fact that we were at the very last, I think, event that might have been taken place in Australia. It was the PSA convention oh, yes. uh, yeah. 2020. It was in Adelaide and the word was, and it was on the Friday, the Prime Minister had just come in saying, we're, we're down to 500 people. You cannot gather in more than 500 people. Wouldn't that be nice right now to be able to gather <laughs> around 500? Now, having said that, this is probably going to air in about two weeks' time, so we might be at 500 now. So <laughs> let's just change it now. Only hope. Isn't it great that we've got 500 people we can get together now? But at that particular point, you were doing a cross with uh Channel 9's The Weekend today and mm, you yeah. were uh, outside the hotel ready to do a cross and the it was not your fault but it was the the tech a tech issue there with the cameraman failing to connect with the the Sydney studios 
you took it on the chin, just moved on and went back into the conference. I felt shattered. <laughs> I was devastated for you. And and you just Aww. you sort of just went, Oh well, they come and go. But then it was like and this is the sort of thing because you know, you 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 you, you just know that sometimes it just doesn't work out, but there'll right. always oh, be absolutely. the next one. Absolutely. Sometime, and, and there was a next one the very next weekend, um, <laughs> which I got to do in the studio in Sydney, uh, which was great. So, um, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I understand the media. I understand, I understand, you know, technical issues certainly happen. I also understand the possibility of getting bumped if something, if something more important than my, you know, my thoughts about Come on, Kim, issue. is there anyone more important than you? Come on, please. It's very emotionally intelligent Seriously. of you, Kim. <laughs> But no, I, I understand that these things happen, and I understand that sometimes you know you'll you'll get um, uh, you'll get delayed, you'll get bumped, you'll get uh, all sorts of things happen. And I also understand that you know I certainly wouldn't want uh, to uh, as as much as I love the media, I really respect the people who work in the media, especially those really hard working producers, because they've got a big job. They are constantly bouncing balls and hurting cats and and uh, uh, trying to get the best content for the people that they are producing it for. And I recognize how hard their job is. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I want to do is I want to make their job easier. And making their job easier does not mean complaining about being bumped or, you know, you've just got to ride, you know, roll with the punches. It's so important, Kim. And you've, I mean, it's been said in different ways on this podcast, but just respect and understanding for what the media do on a daily basis. And they can sense that, Kim. They can see that you have taken the time to understand what their day looks like, how it's all being put together. It is such a massive, massive thing. Oh, look, and, and can I just double down on that? And Kim, you've been a, a, an avid attender to to meet the media and the digital meet the media. Just mm, taking yeah. that time out and the effort to find out what is going on behind the scenes um, is such a great respect, not just to the program that you're looking to pitch to, but the people that are putting it together. And Oh, it's ha- huge. It's been hugely beneficial. Yeah. Having that inside knowledge is just critical. And I know for a lot of people, and I've heard it, and this is something that has been also a challenge for, for media stable members is, Nick, I am an expert in the space, but I don't consume a lot of media. Yes. And that's where, you know, and I, I understand that because we're busy people. But if you really yeah. want yeah. to make an impression or be a part of a program, and that's one of your target media, understand it, consume it. Don't just hope that you might get on there, be a part of it from the beginning. And I think you do that beautifully. Yeah. Yeah, Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I I really do try. Wonderful. Look, it's just good to have an expert, uh, Lana, that understands it all, you know. (laughs) It is. But this is is such an important point. And Nick as well, you you doubled down on it in saying you, you have to understand who you're trying to connect with. And you're not just trying to connect with the, the audience of media, you're trying to connect with the media and to, yeah. to yeah. invest time and effort and energy in understanding what they need is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's a testament to you, Kim, and, and your success. Yeah. Well, I, and I look at it as three consumers. You've got the audience, you've got the interviewer or the host, and you've got the producer. And all three have different needs. And you've got to be able to understand those needs and to, again, make their lives easier. And at the end of the day, provide a good quality product being content. 
Oh, I love it. I Bang. love it. And if, if, if everyone that's listening down now, write this down, okay? <laughs> write it down. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm giving you a moment to pick up your pen. Get your we'll, we'll, highlighter. Highlighter out. Just write it down, then highlight it. Producer, <laughs> presenter, audience. Exactly. Producer, presenter, audience. Write that in three. Write three words across each other. Put a little arrow in between. <laughs> If you get through to the producer, if you get through to the producer, you get to the presenter because the producer will pitch it to the presenter and the presenter will understand its audience. Not that the producer doesn't, but the producer has to get past the presenter first. That's the key, people. Hey, <laughs> drop mic moment. It's not difficult. Smoke and mirrors, it's not there. But Kim, you get it. You know what it's about? Oh. I'll invoice you for my royalty fee later. <laughs> oh, well, I'll be sending you an invoice for the... Yeah, no, I won't be at all. <laughs> hey, Kim, great chatting. It seriously is. And it's a great pleasure, just not only because I've enjoyed your journey and, and it's only been such a short one already. And, you know, we're only sort of 12 months in. And, I know. Um, and just the amount of media that you generate and, and, and the quality of media that you generate, this is your time. And uh, hats off to you. If there was one piece of advice you could give to someone out there that's uh, coming through, what would it be? Be available. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's one of Nick's golden rules, Kim. You've just made him very uh, happy. <laughs> yeah. Be available. Oh, oh, look, you know what? I, I, I don't know how often I've heard media literally screaming down the phone at me going, John Bloggs, not available. He's got his phone off. Where is he? And the times of calls that are coming through. Oh, yeah. Just keep your phone on. If you're putting content Absolutely. out there, keep your phone on. And by the way, return the call quickly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You've got a small window, people. It's like, you know, if, if a producer's calling, they want to speak to you. They want to put you up on the platform. They want you to, they want to highlight you. But I tell you what, you haven't got a very big window to do it. It's, uh, it's no. you've just no. got to be available. Can I just hashtag be available for that one? <laughs> That's it. You can. You can hashtag that. Hey, Kim, great to have you on the show. I, I think it's, um, it's, it's a real pleasure to have you. And, and particularly with your topic, I think, it, like I said, it, it is your time. And, uh, and you deliver so beautifully, loving your content, love what you do, your enthusiasm, your energy. If there's a guide for everyone out there, follow the, follow the content that Kim delivers because it is consistent and there is a lot of it and, uh, and highly motivated. If people want to get in contact with you, Kim, what's the best way to do it? Uh, well, either link in with me, Kim Sealing Smith, that's S-E-E-L-I-N-G, Smith, Kim Sealing Smith, or... Kim at igniteglobal.com. Two easiest ways. Uh, KSS as I know. KSS. <laughs> Love exactly. the KSS. That's going, in, that's going into my new brand logo, by the way. Oh, I'll send you the invoice then. <laughs> exactly. All right, call there you even, go. Call Let's, it even. We'll call it even. Our two invoices will cross in the, in the middle of the night. Hey, great to have you on the show, Kim, and uh, look forward to watching thank your you journey both. further. And Lani Hill, thank you very much. Thank you, Nick Hayes, as always. Always asking the big questions you are. You well, are. You're, oh, someone's got to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> leave, leave me the good stuff. Uh, if you'd like to, if you'd like to find out more about the Experts Podcast, uh, jump onto mediastable.com.au and uh, and have a look through some of the the fantastic experts that are on there, and also to a lot of great media that we're interviewing as well. But we'll catch up with you next week, and uh, we might have an expert, we might have media, don't know, but uh, you'll have to find out next week. Have a good one. 
You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.